This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the End in Mind podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin, the owner of Meraki Media Management. The End in Mind is a place where we come to share stories, tips, and strategies of many entrepreneurs, creatives, business owners, and just some people that aren't willing to live the traditional lifestyle. We talk about how to live outside of the box today and how to incorporate what really is important in your life to keep that end goal always in mind. Again, if you would like to reach out to me in any type of way, you can find me on Instagram at Meraki underscore media underscore management. And I hope to hear from you all soon. Thanks so much and enjoy our show. everybody. Welcome back to the End of Mind podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin, and I'm really excited about today's guest, Cassandra. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Caitlin. I'm excited to chat with you today. I can't wait. When we were chatting on the phone, just for our listeners, obviously we have pre-conversations before recording and Cassandra and I were on the phone like for a full hour, which rarely happens (laughs) nowadays where you can actually just like rift and chat and have a lot of similarities. So can you start off just by telling a little bit about yourself and how you got into business, what you do, all those great things? Sure. So um, I'm Cassandra. I am a mom of three boys and they're actually the name behind my business. Like Wild Dreams Co. is the name of my business. When I first started, I had two boys and I called them my wild boys. And then I am a big dreamer. So that's kind of how my business came about. Um, I'm a brand strategist, brand mentor, and a designer. I also do website design as well, um, which I love so much. I love giving like the whole entire full package, if you will, of branding across the board and creating this expansive brand universe. So if you know anything about human design, I'm a 139 gen. I am super multi-passionate and I love things branding, um, hearing women's stories, self-expression, all of those good things. And I've actually been a graphic designer for over 16 years. So that's kind of how I got started into the branding world, um, was coming into uh, being a graphic designer self-taught for over 16 years. And I was kind of tired of just being behind the computer all day and just kind of like creating for a, a company or a corporation and not having any purpose or meaning behind it. And that's really why I dove into branding from a I learned about branding from a group coaching program that I invested in 
And from there, I was like sold. I loved the story behind every single business and every single brand. So that's really why I like dove deeper into the world of branding, because it's like such a unique story behind it and a unique mission that every single person has. And I get to help them highlight that, whether it's through like visuals, whether it's through their messaging and whether it's through their website and really helping them shine in their uniqueness. So, yeah. (laughs) Beautiful. I love hearing about your story and that you've been a designer for so long. I think a lot of us can relate to like the corporate world or or even just being stuck behind a computer all day and not having that flexibility, especially as a mom. I'm sure that Mm -hmm. was a large push of why you made this jump. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and when you decided to take the leap? Oh, yeah. So um, I was literally I was working in the city in Manhattan, and it's about like a 45 minute train ride from where I live now. And I was literally working like 12 hour days, like 12 hour days from out of the house from like seven in the morning until seven at night. So when I had my second son, I was doing that for with my first son. And then when I had my second son, I was pregnant going into the city back and forth. And when he was around like three or four months old, I finally found a job like close by to my house that was like 10 minute drive. And I had work there and that it was very different because I went from family owned like businesses um, and working for them to a big corporation. It was a very big change and I thought that it was going to be for the better but it wasn't unfortunately but I worked there for about three years then when COVID happened almost three years ago now I got pregnant with my third little guy and he was really the one that I was like okay that's it like this is it I'm gonna quit I'm gonna leave my job and I'm gonna jump into this full time so I was doing this on the side for about maybe a year or so before I decided to go like full time and everything that's kind of like how I made the leap I I was pregnant with him I knew I had to be there for my other two because they were doing homeschool and stuff like that during COVID I like dove right in. I I was like, that's it. This is my opportunity. The universe is telling me like, this is it. Like, it's time. So that's kind of like how I dove in um, full time in this. And I've been doing it ever since. And sometimes it is out of necessity, you know, and I think that that's the beauty of life. You know, I feel like you and I totally get this. It's like you can make these choices. You can adapt. You can change. As you grow as a mom, your identity is expanding and you're Mm -hmm. needing, you're needed, you know, in so many ways too. It's like, how can you not hit capacity by also going in for 12 hours days? Like, that's crazy. I think about people that did that, you know, like years ago, even myself, like when I was working for a local nonprofit, it was similar. I was like, you know, out of the house for so long. And even looking back on my health, I'm like, how the heck did I do that? Do you ever feel like that too? Yeah. Like seriously, when you go back and you look at it and you're like, wait, how did I even manage that? Like, how did I I manage like, and I was working like six days a week. So I was doing the 12 hour days in the city. And then I was also working a Saturday job. So like, I missed out on a lot of things for like my first son, which I sometimes do feel guilty about. And it really does come up. But 
now I look at it and like, wow, I get to be so present. I get to be at like the kickball games in the middle of the day and I get to go and be part of the Halloween parade or I get to go and like see their school performance or something, you know? So like those moments to me are so special because I remember missing out on so many of them before. So like just like holding that gratitude of like, where we let ourselves right because like if you really like you just said like you have the choice and we have the choice to choose different and to lead ourselves different so like me choosing to lead myself in that way when my kids really needed me and to where I am right now and getting to run my business around being a mom and not having them be divided because a lot of the times my kids are here during the call or my little guy is here during a call and they they walk in during the middle of a session and they say hi. Like, it's just like part of what I do and, and what I love. And this is why I do connect with so many other moms because I understand how how it is running a business and being a mom at the same time and like integrating the two and holding the boundaries of when you really want to be there for them and not answering emails and not answering phone calls and, and, you know, like, just like, really being present in the moment. And also like, really seeing how you led yourself to this moment. Because when I look back, and I'm like, wow, I like, literally manifested so much. And I asked for all of this. And at one point, it was like, it seemed impossible, right? And then you look back at it. And you're like, wow I did that like wow I led myself like here now and I'm getting like choked up <laughs> um but yeah yeah it's so beautiful it's like amazing to hear how you've done it all as well like especially for our listeners and even for myself like I'm not a mom I'm a dog mom but <laughs> but if I am blessed you know to be a real life human mom someday that would be amazing and the fear does come up it's like about the balance and how you said how you can be a mom and you can still be present and you don't have to also be working all the time while you're with your kids like we have these stigmas of what we should be and what's best for our family. And I think a lot of it comes around like finances, which is really just like a masculine way of thinking. Um, A lot of us can like make do and like have really abundant lives, you know, with way less. And I find entrepreneurship has allowed me to do that as well. Like actually getting present around how do I want to spend my time? Where are my boundaries? What's actually worth it? And yesterday on our vulnerability call, when you were sharing for the listeners, we hosted like a networking event. If you guys are ever interested, I'll link it below a vulnerability networking event. And you shared about your working hours. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? And I know you kind of touched on it already, but I want people to hear how you can really set these boundaries and still have like a very prosperous business. Mm, yeah, so I set my working hours from like nine to three um, because it's like when I'm dropping them off at the bus and making sure they're on the bus and then getting this little guy like breakfast or if I bring him to daycare one of the days. And then I stop at three o'clock because at three o'clock is like bus pickups. My oldest son does soccer, so it's like picking him up right at 430. And then as soon as they get home, it's like 
madness. It's like nonstop. Like, I don't want to say like madness in a bad way, but it's like literally nonstop. It's like either it's a soccer game or a football practice or a book club or whatever it is. Like kids do a lot of activities. And before I was never able to do all of these activities with them. So now it's like I changed my schedule around. And the same thing goes for the summer. Like when they're home for the summer, I change my schedule around and maybe I do work in evenings, you know. So my schedule right now is like nine to three. Those are like my working hours. If I do have to take a call at nighttime, like I'll just let them know like, okay, this is the night that I can have a call. And it's like usually like later in the evening, like around seven o'clock or something around those lines. But for the most part, I I really have those like blocked out. If it's like, let's say like a Voxer day or something like that, because I do Voxer days sometimes, or it's just like strategy, like back and forth. Um, those usually end at four. Like I do them from like nine to four so that I can just be like talking back and forth. And another thing that I love so much about Voxer days, like you can literally take them with you, right? Like you need to run to the supermarket. You need to get some coffee from Starbucks. Like you literally have the phone with you, you know, and you don't have to sit here on a Zoom call, which is another really good thing. And Sometimes what I found too, um, this is kind of like a little bit off topic, but during Zoom calls, sometimes if you notice, like sometimes people won't get their words out as quickly as if they voice note it, right? Because you feel like you're judging yourself when you're like looking at somebody on the screen or like making eye contact with someone on the screen, right? And you're like, um, I'm not really sure, or I can't really think about that right now. And then when you're driving or when you're um, out and about and you're like, oh, boom, it just hit me. And now I need to voice it out. Right. So like, that's another reason why I actually like really love Voxer because a lot more comes out of it. It's like a lot of um, expansion that comes from it. But yeah, th- those are kind of like the boundaries that I've set around my working hours, my call schedules. And what I also do is, um, I don't know if this is helpful for some people, I have certain days that I, I set up my calls, and I'm sure that you do this too, because you want to have your set working days and you want to have your set call days. Um, so what I try to do is set up like maybe like two days out of the week where I really have like calls booked. And if somebody is like in need of like a separate call or something like that, I'm usually flexible with it. But those, that's just kind of like how I do it so that I actually have time to get my work done as well. And then on Mondays, I call it my CEO Monday. So I like to do CEO tasks on Monday. So any like business tasks that I want to wrap up, maybe it's like creating emails for the next week or a blog post that I want to get out, could be cleaning your house, like it could be really anything. Like I book CEO days like for anything. So um, I leave them kind of like open and flexible. So that's kind of like my Monday. So Mondays, I don't book calls. If I need to catch up on work, obviously, I'll put it in on a Monday. Yeah, that's kind of like the gist of my hours and setting boundaries around that. So <laughs> so great to hear. And like, I want to dive into the intuition side next, but I want to just take a pause for the listeners to really soak this in. Like, this is how you can build your business. It does not have to be this blueprint of you following everybody else's and like what they're doing and they're working all hours of the evening to take calls. You know, I feel like that's such a belief of entrepreneurs or even small business owners. Like my mom used to say, 
you're going to work so much more like, because that's how her grandfather was her father, you know, when he ran his business. So she was like, you're actually going to end up working a lot more. And I was like, everything that my mom's going to tell me about this is a reflection of what she saw with her father. And she means it with the most love and like worry and concern. So I just decided to kind of like take her feedback and just put it to the side, like not take the belief on and work with my intuition. And that's what I see you've done too. It's like when you just go within, you can actually build anything when you're not focused on the external. So I'd love to share if you could share more with us about your intuitive connection and how you work that into what you do and how it's impacted your life. Hmm, that's such a good question. Ooh, um, I love this. So I think definitely for myself, I needed to learn a lot more about myself before I could really like dive into my intuition and actually understand what it felt like. And like, I think just like doing that work and investing in myself with coaches, with um, group programs and into human design too. Like I, I love human design and it really helped me like understand myself on a deeper level and how I can really connect deeper with my intuition as well. So I think that was like a really good um, tool, I will say, like that really helped me to dive into myself and really trust that. And then when you start to follow your intuition and trust it, and then you look back and you see like, oh, wow, like I've had this all along and I didn't even know it. You know what I mean? So like you look back and you look back at a time and you're like, I knew that before, but I didn't know what it was. And now you do. Now you know that it's your intuition. And now moving forward, you can really tap into that and understand like the like, let's be honest in business, you really need to trust that intuition because you're going to come across clients that you might not always want to work with. You're going to come across coaches that you might want to invest in, but then you're like, "Mm, let me not like holding back. Right. So like, you need to learn to trust that and what's coming through and what's coming up for for that. And the way that I really use my intuition is one, like I vet people like before before I work with them, let's say like I have a free 15 minute consultation call and I get to know you from that call. I get to understand what your needs are. I get to hear your story behind your business. I get to hear more about you. And if there are things that come up in that call that I'm like, "Mm, I'm not sure yet, I'll ask you different questions so that I can dive deeper into it. Or if it's not the right fit, it's not the right fit. And I'm not going to get upset about it, you know? So there's many experiences that I have had where I've had to um, let go of clients and I've had to give refunds because they weren't the right fit. And I really had to trust myself that like, okay, you have a lot of bills coming up. Are you sure you want to really refund this person? In a sense, you know what I mean? But then at the same time, if that person was not okay with your process and was going to complain about your process the whole step of the way, 
it's better to cut it off in the beginning and trust yourself. And what happened after that was beautiful because I had like three past clients come in and say like, hey, I want fixes on my website. Hey, um, can you do some graphics for me? Hey, can you do this for me? You know, so I think just like when we allow ourselves to lean back, surrender into our intuition and really trust the process even if it feels super challenging in the moment, trust the process because what's on the other side is going to be so much better. And that's really how I've leaned into my intuition and using it. And another thing is like when I design, I do like full, the full scope. So like the branding to the website, right? So when I design, I use my intuition fully. I literally drop into someone else's energy from the first phone call that we have. Like we have our uh, like two or three phone calls first before I even design anything because I want to feel you. I want to feel your energy. I want to feel your essence. I want to feel your story, everything behind that. So from there, once I've really dropped into that, I have my day that I design and I can literally quantum leap, I will say like my design process because it just comes right through, like it just flows right through and I drop into that other person's energy. And that's just how the design comes together. That's how like my process comes in and how it comes together. So I I love to share that because so hard to explain sometimes, but it's really how it works. And it's just so beautiful that I can, I don't have to spend like weeks and weeks and weeks on branding because I feel like I know the person and I know like, okay, this is exactly what it is. And, and I won't present it until it's like completed, like with your colors, with your mood board, with your story, with your mission statement, with all of the things combined in there. And then I present it as like a full package versus just the logo design, because that's not what I do anymore. I used to do that. But now it's like, it's harder actually for me to do just a logo design than it is the entire brand concept. So that's kind of like how I use my intuition in my business and just kind of this knowing and it really helps me bring all the visuals together too. So gosh, I love it. I'm like thinking about what the title is going to be like something like using your intuition in business because the way you described it is honestly perfectly said, but it is so hard to put into words. Like even with our marketing agency, it's very similar. I was actually on with a client before this and she wanted to make some pivots. And I realized like, oh, her energy is starting to adjust. So like, how can I stay connected with her so I can like continue to pass that to my team or, you know, share with my team, like, this is what she's thinking. Clearly she's bringing in like these darker hues. Maybe it's because of the time of year. Maybe it's because of where her business is headed. But so many little nuances of what your clients, like for the listeners, maybe saying to you, there's little hidden messages within that. And I think what's beautiful is you have tapped into that and you can hear the little messages. And it's almost like even when your client's speaking to you, any designer like marketer out there, I feel like will resonate with this a lot. When your client's saying something, 
90% of the time, it's like not what they actually mean. Like they mean something completely different, but you have to know them on that intuitive level to be able to make that connection. So I love that you vet your clients because really when you're doing this energy work, like it's important to, you don't want to be like tied up in somebody's energy that doesn't vibe for you. It doesn't feel good. So when you find somebody that doesn't feel aligned, and I don't know if you're comfortable sharing this, but like, how do you handle that? I'm honestly very curious because I'm still playing around with some of this, you know? <laughs> I It's hard. It's a challenge, right? Like it's, but I think like saying it honestly, like with compassion and, and, letting them know like this is where you get to hold your boundaries strong you know like this is something that I had to learn along the way and it's really about like holding your boundaries strong and saying it in in a way that feels compassion as well so so I'll give an example of of that client that I'm I'm talking about so in the beginning there was like a few red flags so she came to me from actually another web designer that I work with sometimes and she doesn't do branding so she brought me in to do the branding aspect of it and then she was going to take on like the website part so first the woman kind of got on with us she asked me to like jump in the call like last minute and I was like okay I'll jump in real quick like under understand her a little bit more so as she was talking she kept talking about this project she was working on and everything else and I was like okay it sounds really cool really interesting like I love the purpose the mission behind it and that kind of thing so once she signed on she took a while to sign on the first call she started ripping apart my proposal breaking down my proposal and saying oh well what's this oh well what's that I don't know what this is I don't know what that is I don't know if I need this I don't know if I need that I said well okay this is my entire process if you don't want to move forward, that's fine. But this is everything that's included. I don't break it down by each individual little thing. Um, this is my entire scope of the project. Okay, all right, no problem. That's fine. It is what it is. Okay. She signs it. She makes her first deposit. Then um, I go into like we were having conversation on WhatsApp or usually I do it through Voxer, but she had WhatsApp. So it's like the same thing, right? So I start asking her a question. And the first thing that I say is like, why did you start this business? Like, what does this business mean to you? And she said, well, it's not about me. It's about other people. And um, like, if you think of the Facebook and Instagram, like you don't know the person behind it and it has nothing to do with me. And I was like, mm, if you think about Facebook, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, right? Like, you know, his name and he's the creator behind Facebook. So Yes, it does have to do with you. Even if you think you're you're building a brand and it's a big scope of a brand and you want it to be like a corporate brand or whatever, people still know your name behind it, right? Like you still want that little touch of you in your brand. And this was a very like personal project that she was working on, but at the same time, you wanted it to feel connected to people. So why wouldn't you want it to have a touch of you? So after that, I I like created a color board, a mood board for her. And then she was not happy with the way that I organized my stuff inside of Asana. So she said it was completely unnecessary. And I'm like, okay, that is it. So what I said was, I'm sorry, I'm just going to provide you with a refund. 
I think this project is not going, it doesn't feel aligned with me. And um, I'm just going to provide you with a refund. And I, I just sent her a refund and that was it. And I just like closed out the project. I could have easily taken like $200 from that just based on the phone calls, just based on the mood board and the concepts that I already designed. But I was like, you know what? I just want peace of mind and I just want this project to be closed and done with. And I'm not going to sit here and argue with her and take her money. I'm just going to give it right back and let it be done. So that's kind of like the way that I handled it. I It is hard and you have to like keep your composure and just like the way that you say things, whether it be through um, through an email or through a text or whatever it is, like through a voice note. Um, but just know that it's going to happen. Like it's going to happen. People are going to ask for refunds. People are not going to always be happy with what you're providing. People are not always going to do the work, right? Like, so it's going to happen eventually as you grow, as you expand. So just holding yourself and know that it doesn't mean anything about you. Like it has nothing to do with who you are as a person it has to do, it's a reflection of themselves, right? Like we're all mirrors. Like it's a reflection of who they are and what they desire and what they're expecting. If they don't like my process, that's fine. It has nothing to do with my process because I have so many other people who are in love with my process. So I know it has nothing to do with me. And I think that that's the hardest part that we have to hold as business owners is not taking things personal, right? it freaking sucks. It just sucks. But at the same time, it's like, you have to not take it personal. Like it's just it is what it is. Because if you want to grow your business and expand, that is what's going to happen. It's just like inevitable, right? So it's kind of how I handled the process. (laughs) Oh my gosh, thank you so much for like one being so open and walking us through that. In my experience, even working with my coaches, like I never heard someone handling something like this, you know, like they might give me like an example, but not to the depth that you did. So I just really appreciate that for the listeners as well. It's, it's not always how the person is communicating. Literally, sometimes it's just how you feel like working with this human. Like, is this benefiting you? These are the questions that I'm even starting to ask myself. You know, some of our clients, because we're a management agency, have been with us for six years, you know, (laughs) they're fantastic business owners, you know, but I'm like, at the same time, like maybe it is time for them to go and explore, you know, another designer, or maybe it is time to adjust that package or revisit that uncomfortable conversation. And kind of how you said, like, know that whatever outcome it has no self-worth attachment like that was such a big hurdle for me actually back in 2020 really separating myself from the company and I realized for my personality like as a highly sensitive I had to hire people to do the tasks so I could actually start to see like the gap within what I was doing It was very unique how I had to like redesign my business to allow space to like rebuild my self-worth outside of the company, you know, because I had it since I was like 22 years old. And even when I was in college, I was like consulting entrepreneurs. So it had really tied up in there for so long. And I was like, this is unhealthy, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. not safe 
when a client's firing me, like it would be like all alarms in my brain are going off about how terrible I am. Um, and this is something I talk about on the podcast a lot too, because what you mentioned is it's not, it's not personal at all. Like it really is always a reflection of them. And I also have to remind myself as having a team, my team are also humans. So like they're never going to be perfect either. And that's the beauty of life. Like this is all a part of the human experience and letting go some of that like constricting control because you'll really never be able to control anybody but yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. That was a a big one for me. Like I'm a fiery Leo. Like I love being in control. Like I, and so for me, it was really hard to like let go of control. And it's like, when you have your business, like you, you have to, like, you have to understand that people are human and people are going to make mistakes. And, and if your clients don't understand that they don't need to be your clients, right? Like there's billions of people in this world and there's, thousands and thousands of designers and brand designers and website designers if I find myself comparing to them and what they do and everything else then I'm gonna get so lost and and forget about who I truly am right so like it's kind of like what you're saying about your your self-worth and like coming back to yourself and I think that when these situations arrive it's like really coming back to yourself and say like okay look how I handled that wow, I handled that great. Like, or could I have handled that better? Or asking yourself those questions and really like reflecting on who you are and what you desire and what you stand for in your business, right? Right, because it does, it reflects everything too. Like on a deeper, even like spiritual level, a lot of our listeners are also into the woo-woo side of things. And it's like, you don't have that spiritual connection of understanding like, who do I actually want to be? How are you going to be that person, you know? And a lot of the times it is trial and error. Like I realized I wasn't going to be the CEO that a lot of my coaches and mentors a few years ago thought I should be. And I was like, but I can still be a CEO and be me. Like I'm a very friendly person. My team members, I would never talk down to them. I would never make them feel below me on like the status of Meraki. They are literally the foundation of the company. It's like the complete opposite, you know? So I just had to learn that it didn't have to be what they thought it would be. It could be something so new. And that kind of ends us at a perfect place because at the top of the episode, that's what you shared with us, creating this business based out of what works for you, even in your external life. Like this can start to have a play in both. It really has a nice play once you're in it. It feels so good to be able to like see your external reflected in like a matter of minutes when you change, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's like, that's the thing too, like when we work with other um, coaches and when we invest in ourselves, like we can easily get caught up in like the way that they're running their business or the way that they think we should be doing something. But like, we know, like, right? like when you're fully tapped into your intuition, you're like, wait, no, that's not going to work for me. I don't want to do the master classes and the courses and the this and the that and the other thing, you know, and like, you're, you kind of like feel it, like once you try it out, and don't be afraid to try something on, right? Like, like, 
just like clothes, we try things on, it doesn't work, or it doesn't make us feel good, or doesn't make us feel like sexy or empowered or whatever it is, you can try things on in your business. Like if your coach is telling you to try something, try it. And then if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. That's how you learn to trust your intuition is by trying things on. Right. I've I've learned that the hard way and also a beautiful way. Because <laughs> here I am now. <laughs> so beautiful. Thank you so much. Can you share with us if the listeners are interested in working with you for branding or web design, where they can get in touch with you? Um, I'm so grateful to have you on. We haven't had a web designer in a while, and I just feel so connected to you. I know our listeners will love you and like keep talking to you on social media and just connecting with how you approach this. The way you described intuition in your business, I feel like everyone can apply, but they're not all doing it, you know, to the level that you are. So I'm so grateful that you are here today. And thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much. I'm so, so grateful that we connected. And I know this is going to be a beautiful relationship. So if you'd like to connect with me further, you can find me on Instagram at wild underscore dreams underscore co. Um, and you can visit my website, wilddreams.co. Um, if you want to book a free call with me or you have any questions at all, you can just reach out. Um, I'm always in the DMs and that kind of thing. So feel free awesome yay thank you so much again thank you again this was so fun i love having these conversations thank you thank you so much for listening to the end in mind i would like to remind you all if you haven't yet reached out to me on instagram we are at meraki underscore media underscore management it will be in our show notes as well If you would like to reach out to me, we always offer free coaching through Instagram based around our Instagram training and our business Instagram practices. If you need any type of support, please do not hesitate to reach out to me there. And we also offer several different types of consulting and training packages if you're looking for a little bit more in-depth tips. So thank you all for listening in. And of course, I want you all to keep the end in mind as you continue with your day and or work week. Have a great week and I will see you all next time.